Welcome to the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I am Allison Katzkowski, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in to check out exactly what we're talking about. Self-care means so many things to people. It's one of the reasons I decided to start this show. And you'll hear self-care discussed from a number of different angles in this space. I am grateful to have you with me, and I hope you get a lot out of what I'm going to share hey with you Hey, everybody. Today. It's Allison Katzkowski. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care on this Tuesday morning. I'm excited that you're joining me. And I'm excited about my guest today, because as you know, if you've been following me for a while, I really get the opportunity to interview some pretty amazing people. And I'm pretty selective who I choose to talk with, because my number one focus is always what's going to bring more value to you. Um, and so I feel like because of where we are, it's you know close to the end of 2022 as we're recording this. Um, and likely right before the end of 2022 or the very beginning of 2023, when you're listening to this. So we're going to, I'm going to, there, there are a lot of different little nuggets that I'm going to dive into today with my guest, but my guest today is Bunny Young. She is, calls herself a business therapist, which I love. I love that angle rather than just saying you're a business coach or a business therapist, right? Because that's what we do as coaches. Um, but she's also calls herself a serial entrepreneur, which I find extremely fascinating because for those of you in my audience who are business owners, influencers, entrepreneurs, you know that we are always looking for not just the next best thing, but the next new angle that we can really promote as far as our brand goes. Um, and if we've learned anything since 2020, that um, staying relevant is like super important as a business owner. Um, it's not just that you're good at what you do, but it's really staying relevant in terms of what the public really wants. So, Bunny, thank you so much for joining me today. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. I look forward to diving in. Awesome. So before we get into what we were going to chat about, I'd love for you just to introduce yourself to my audience, tell my audience a little bit about you and your background. You've got lots of really interesting things um, in your background. <laughs> yeah. So um, one of the most interesting things is that I started basically uh, as a stunt woman. I know. So I had done modeling for a while and people asked me, like, how'd you go from a stunt woman to a business owner? And I think being a stunt woman taught me a lot about being a part of a team and calculated uh -huh. risks and all of that kind of stuff. And then um, when I say business therapist, I am a licensed therapist. That's what uh -huh. I went to school for. And uh -huh. I realized that in the four walls of my office, I could only do so much. Yeah. And a lot of stress was coming from people's either employment or their relationship with business. And being a third generation entrepreneur, mm -hmm. I knew a fair amount of business and a fair amount of about human psychology. And that's where I started taking it into specifically focusing on people's relationship with themselves outside of the business card that they held. Uh -huh. And that's just kind of evolved from there to building companies around breaking codependency between who we are and what we do. Uh -huh. And um, now that's what I do every single day in all a variety of forms and have an amazing family and work as little as possible with making the most impact that I can. Oh, I love that. I love that. But I, I love how you touched on something just as you were talking about how as as business owners, most of the business owners I know are high achievers. You know, we 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 start our business because we have we feel a calling on our heart. Right. And we feel like we want to share our message with the world. And we also believe that we can do it better than our competitors. But we also want to stay true to who we are. So I love how you just said you know, we're really not our business, but so many people identify with what they do and nothing else. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I had a conversation this weekend where, uh, you know, somebody was just talking to me about the fact that they were like, well, I really love what I do. I just don't love the business part of it. And that's for a lot of entrepreneurs, that's it. They get involved into, you know, what this idea is, the romanticism of being able to not have to share a portion of the profits with Mm -hmm. an employer. Mm -hmm. And they get into it and they realize, you know, there's actually running a business. I'm just kind of a unicorn in the aspect that I really do love business. And Mm -hmm. I also do love the psychology of supporting people and coaching. And so Mm -hmm. business comes to me very naturally. Yeah. Um, and so I love being able to slow it down and support people in building systems that allow them to do what it is that they love and not uh-huh. have to worry about wearing all these multiple hats. Yeah, I love I'm I'm like you and that I love business. I could talk about business, study business, look at business offerings like all the time. I just find it not just extremely interesting, but the creative part of me wants to say, ooh, I wonder what that would look like, you know? And so I really find that when I do that, it allows me to actually be more creative versus less creative. So, and I think as entrepreneurs, I I love how you said, you know, we wear so many different hats. I mean, obviously there's more to just putting your shingle out and hoping that people show up, right? There is. But I also feel like, you know, that to some degree, I think you can go into business with a really good idea. And look, it doesn't have to be business. It can be a personal goal too, you know, or, or a goal in another aspect of your life, you know, we can go into it with one idea, but, you know, to, to, to sort of piggyback on what you were saying about, you know, the need to do all these different things and realize that we've got all these moving parts and pieces. I think the biggest problem that I run into, and I would be curious to hear your thoughts around this is, is that I think people know what they want to be doing but they don't really know why they're doing it. They don't like, they haven't thought about their big picture vision as much. Well, and it's, it's kind of like, when's the last time you were asked, what is it that you want to be when you grow up? You know, that's a really difficult conversation or a difficult question when you're an adult and it's kind of like, why? Um, And, and we, we get in this concept of, what we need to do today and having being ran by our to-do list. And then we add kids and we add relationships and significant others and family and friends into that. And it's like, we, we start to lose track of really that little one inside of us that had this idea of what they wanted to do. And so one of the reasons that I love business is to be able to get down to the, why is it that I want to Mm -hmm. do this? And we talk about with clients a lot about values and about mission. And once Mm -hmm. you, and it's, it's sounds so cliche because, you know, every big company has a mission statement and I would gather my hypothesis is that 80% of them are wrong Yeah, because it's not, Yeah, it's not your your mission is not what you do as a company. It's what you do that gets you closer to your vision and also doing it in a way that doesn't sacrifice your values. And so really, like if you can imagine with me in your mind, a highway and that highway is going towards your vision, towards your purpose here on life, like that's your destination. And ironically, even though you're headed towards it every day that you're headed towards it, you're actually fulfilling it. Mm-hmm. And the guide posts, the guardrails on the sides of the roads are your values. Those are mm-hmm. the things that you're not going to go 
off-roading yeah. and sacrifice those yeah. um, without significant risk to your vehicle. And the yeah. actual vehicle, the thing that you use, whether it's a company, whether it's a nonprofit, whether it's what you do in your, you know, day each and every day for me, it's the companies that I invest in as well. That's the vehicle. That's what I'm driving towards my vision. And so yeah. I think I'm answering your question in the aspect that for me, it's really a focus on making sure that it's more about alignment than it is about balance in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think we could actually take that one step further, like, and step outside of business for a minute, since I do have a lot of people in my audience who really aren't business owners who just basically struggle with the whole concept of self-care and what it looks like and how, what a big piece that is to helping us realize our vision. So to piggyback on what you were saying about alignment, um, and especially now that we're getting into the time of year that we do, this is when a lot of people are sort of sitting back and saying, well, maybe I'll just wait until next year before I take on anything new. Um or, you know, I tried that already and I wasn't really successful doing it. But again, I feel like that's just, that's a lack of seeing the importance of prioritizing who they are more than what they do as far mm -hmm. as their big picture vision. Um, so I would love to hear your thoughts around that. Yeah, there's so many different ways that I could yeah, go about I that answer. I, I had a conversation with a client this morning where we were doing an exercise and she was incredibly honest in the aspect that it really just wasn't landing. And she happens to be very, a uh, very big influencer in the fitness world. And I uh, said, you know, is there one way for me to de develop my glute muscles? And she's like, no, of course not. Yeah. And I said, that's the same thing as what we're working on. That's the mm -hmm. same thing as finding a solution. Mm -hmm. And all of these overnight successes that you see have thousands, if not millions of failures behind them. I myself have, you know, a million failures. And I also am at a place in my life where I can see those failures yeah. as stepping stones as guide rails that it's not that I was doing the wrong thing. It's mm -hmm. that the how was not in full alignment. Yeah. And, and there's hundreds of thousands of ways each and every day for me to accomplish something. Even let's just talk about something as simple as getting, you know, my house clean. Of yeah. course I could mm -hmm. do it. Mm -hmm. I could barter with somebody to do it. Mm -hmm. I could hope that one of my family members comes over and does it. I could pay somebody to do it. And, you know, I could just change my perspective on what clean looks like and voila, my house is clean. And so even in that example, it's like, did you fit? Like, how can you know beyond a shadow of a doubt? Show me the evidence that you failed. Mm -hmm. And for me, I think there's a, a quote that's like, it's only a failure if you don't learn from it. And yeah. to me, the biggest failure and can, for me, the biggest failure is giving up on your purpose, giving yeah. up on fulfilling the reason that you're here on earth. And the no matter how many times you failed, if you're listening to this, you're still here to fulfill that purpose. And the only evidence that I need in order to know that that's true is the fact that you're still here. Yeah. And having a heart condition, as we're recording this, I'm two weeks out from my last heart surgery. Wow. I went into the surgery just with mm -hmm. this piece of being like, I have done and showed up in so many different ways for my purpose. And if I don't make it out of this heart surgery, I'm completely fulfilled. Yeah. I am. And yeah. if I... May, when I make it out of this heart surgery, I also will know that that is a clear sign that what I'm doing on this earth is needed and, uh -huh. that, and that I'm I not should done. continue. Yeah. Right. And that I should continue yeah. doing that. And so I don't go to bed at night 
hoping that my to-do list is done, I go to bed at night measuring the needle of, did I make a difference today? And as far as the question that you asked around self-care, if we could take a step back around what we do for Mm self-care and start asking ourselves, like, who do we need to show up as in order to move the needle? Yeah. And what does that person need? In order yeah, to well, fully and it's show also to really challenging ourselves to see where our energy is too, because you know we attract what we are. And what I hear a lot from people in my day to day conversations, not just with my clients and the entrepreneurs that I coach, but just with friends and people that I run into in the community, is that I'm I feel like I'm doing all the right things. I feel like I'm working extra hard. I'm putting in the time. I'm putting in the effort, but yet I'm still not where I want to be. And so my my question is always, okay, well, what evidence, like to your point, what evidence do you have that what you're doing isn't working other than what you see, right? And so yeah. I, I think so many people have this, this pushiness, if you will, for lack of a better way to say it, in their energy, like, you know, I, I've got to get it done now or else, you know? So I think to your point, the stepping back and evaluating, you know, and saying, okay, nothing that I do, you know, the fact that it doesn't work the way that I think doesn't necessarily mean that I failed. Absolutely. You know, and, and that perspective. Yeah. So the other thing that you have touched on is this mm-hmm. aspect of time mm-hmm. and something I'm going to go a little bit deep yeah. In, yeah. for a second, something that I have sat with particularly over the last two years is the idea of like should have to need, Uh especially like you said, since 2020. And I, I, this is quote unquote easy for me to say as an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. because I'm Mm -hmm. making my own schedule, but we made up time. And so the the concept of deadlines that I've given myself, if I'm supposed to turn in an article by the end of today, And that is a deadline that I gave myself and I'm stressing myself, what kind of quality of article do you think I'm going to write with that particular deadline? And this concept of having it all done now and just taking a step back from that and saying like, what what really is now and how often are we in now? Because our to-do list is stuff we need to get done for the future. Our stress is perception of something that we could have done better or memories from the past. And so one of the biggest pieces of self-care for me is finding those present moments of uh-huh. now. And I was doing a meditation at one of my retreats that um, that was really funny because it was like, if if you're in this present moment right now with no concept of your past, you know, however many decades of life mm-hmm. and no concept of the future in this present moment, mm-hmm. can you know that you have 10 toes? And it, it, it was half of the room was like laughing, like, of course I have 10 toes. And the other half of the room had their minds blown being like, no, I can't know right now. Not unless I open my eyes and I look down and I see the 10 toes or Uh not unless I can independently move every single toe. But even then maybe there's a toe I can't move. And so when you go that deep, it's like, if we made up time, what else are we possible of? What what else is possible for us to construct? Oh, I love that. I love that because I feel like you know, we see the world through the lens of what we believe anyway. So, I mean, you and I could like, you could say, oh no, this is, it's the, you know, it's, it's this way. And I could say, no, it's this way. And it's because we're believing two different things. So if you take that same line of reasoning from what you're saying is, is that everybody has their own interpretation of what present really means. So Absolutely. I think, 
I think really identifying with staying focused on really what we're, I mean, right now is really all we've got. Like today's really only guarantee that we've got right now, everybody, you know, tomorrow could be totally different, right? So I think we make, to your point, we make up this whole aspect of, I need to get it done now. Well, I haven't done it up until now. Well, I've made all these mistakes in the past. You know, I'm doing all the right things. I still can't get to where I want to be. You know, and another thing I hear from people a lot is, you know what, I really just think that ship has sailed for me. And Mm. so, you know, which I think, again, feeds into this whole thing of what time really means to us. So I think really it's what, it's how we look at it, but it's also about what we believe. Yeah. And here's the evidence, my biased opinion, here's all the evidence you need to know you need in order to prove that it has, the ship has not sailed. Mm -hmm. You're here. Mm -hmm. You still have a desire to do that thing. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's really all we've got. But I want to, I want to backtrack just a little bit because I, I, I think that we've got an opportunity here that we can really relate this to a concept that I hear a lot of people talking about, not just in the fitness and the health space, which is my my industry, but also in the business community too. And this is this whole idea of burnout, um, which I think what we're talking about with respect to losing sight of our vision, focusing on all the wrong things and this inflated idea of what time is, I think all of that contributes to us really burning ourselves out and for, for the for lack of a better way to say it, losing interest. So I've got a cool invitation for you. Ever since the pandemic turned the health and fitness and wellness industry on its collective head, what I'm feeling called to do now is to help health and fitness entrepreneurs build and innovate and grow in their businesses. And I've opened up a brand new community on Facebook, and I would love for you to come over and join me there. So if you are a business owner, if you are working on a brand new idea, if you're developing a new product, or if you're feeling called to serve at a higher level within the health and fitness and wellness space in the collective, I want to invite you to come over and join me there. Join me over in my Innovate and Grow for fitness and wellness professionals in the coaching space on Facebook. I would love to have you there. We've got lots of really fun things going on in there. I've got my weekly live show that I do every Wednesday at noon where I give away real informative business tips, the real stuff, folks. This isn't just some cheesy sales strategy. Come over and join me and innovate and grow for fitness and health wellness entrepreneurs on Facebook so that you don't miss any of the action. I will see you there. Yeah, I have a really interesting take on burnout from my therapeutic background is in the aspect that I don't think that burnout is doing too much. Mm -hmm. I think burnout is doing things that are not in alignment with your Mm -hmm. purpose. Mm -hmm. I think that burnout is a loss of resources because we're not participating in activities that are replenishing those resources. Mm -hmm. And people often think about burnout as this big overarching thing. However, it's possibly to be physically burnout, Mm -hmm. spiritually burnout, emotionally Mm -hmm. burnout, mentally burnout. And so really being honest with yourself, when you talk about self-care, I'm going to fold self-care and burnout together, but yeah, I love it about self-care. We, for women in particular, it's massages, manicures, Mm -hmm. pedicures, facials, Mm -hmm. and that's physically taking care of ourselves. Maybe there's an aspect of mental and emotional. However, Uh how many of us lay there on the table and think about our to-do list? Um, I know so many people that take their phones. A lot of people probably if they're being honest, right? Yeah. A lot of people take their phones into the spa with them. Yeah. Yeah, I know. (laughs) that, That aspect of being able to 
unplug. And I, I use what's called a wheel of life with my clients to be able to say, like on a scale of zero to 10, how are you in each of these areas? And, and to do that and apply that with where we're feeling burned out, because for, for any person that is at a zero and all of those levels, Mm-hmm. We can identify at least one minute of one mm-hmm. part of their day where it's mm-hmm. not a zero. Mm-hmm. And that's being able to look at, okay, what what needs my attention and what needs myself mm-hmm. to care for in that way? If yeah. if you came to me and, mm-hmm. you know, Allison, you were like, I'm going to give you a, you know, four hour long massage. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of it is if I'm mentally burning the wheels during that physical massage, Mm -hmm. I'm not really metabolizing it and receiving it as much as I could if I'm in this openness and willingness to receive in that present moment. And so with burnout, the truth is recognizing where we're not living in our alignment and there's environmental burnout as well. And we experience this again, 2020 to now, and especially Mm -hmm. with this shift back to people doing either more virtually or less Mm -hmm. virtually and Mm -hmm. our perspectives on that and what that perception was around our freedom. And so even shifting your environment can be Mm -hmm. a way that you can really impact and increase your own self-care. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I wrote an entire like ebook um, during the pandemic on this um, Mm -hmm. to be able to give to the world because a lot of people don't understand that. It's just, yeah. it's very black or white. I'm burnout or I'm yep. not. And yeah. the, when you look at it that way, it seems almost impossible to recover from that. Yeah. However, even in, so this, in the stages of burnout, we have that, you know, honeymoon stage, and then we have like what I call baby burnout, and then mm-hmm. we can move into more of a habitual burnout and then to mm-hmm. chronic burnout. But when we look at all of that, it's like it is a cycle and we move through it and we're designed as humans to actually move through navigating Mm -hmm. increased stress. Stress isn't a bad thing. Stress was given to us so that we could go hunt down our next meal. Yeah. Well, and it's a process, though. The burnout thing is a process because the other aspect to this, and this is back to the timepiece, just because this really, I think, resonates with so many people in my audiences is that, you know, we sort of think, well, I'm going to acknowledge that I'm burned out. Okay. I'm going to, Take a take a break, take a vacation, take a rest. I'm going to get some clarity. And then it's like there's this whole idea that, well, it's been a couple of weeks. I'm going to get right back to it. I've had a break. And in some instances, that's really not even letting the cycle run its full course. Yeah. And, yeah. and getting curious as to what's not in alignment. Again, we're talking about burnout within that cycle. What is yeah. not in alignment? Yeah. Yeah. And, so and these are all questions I think that we just that we're just not conditioned to ask ourselves, you know, I mean, personally, Yet. in my conversation, yeah, in my conversations with a lot of people, I just think it kind of goes against the norm. You know, it's kind of like, well, why would you do that versus, you know, focusing on what the problem is at hand, you know? Well, to me, and this is something that my clients will laugh at, normals is setting on a washing machine. And so when you're asking those questions and saying, oh, well, you know, we're not conditioned for that. And it's like, well, if if everybody in the world is suffering from this mental state of mind, do you want to be normal? Yeah. Or do you want to ask that question? You know, flying on an airplane was not normal. 
at one point in our lives. And it took belief and a lot of testing and a lot of experimentation. And now it's safer than driving in a vehicle. Yeah. So, and so being able to say, when you tell yourself that story of, oh, well, I just don't have time for that, or I don't have the energy for that, or I'm just conditioned or I'm programmed for that. If you were conditioned for that, the good news is that you can decondition and recondition yourself. And that can start today as you're listening to this. Yeah. And every day you can make that commitment to yourself. You know, this whole idea that it's too late is just, is not true too. That's also a story we tell ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's the good news and the bad news. And, you know, I have experienced in, I have experience as a therapist in the addiction world Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is, you know, there's, when you go through AA, it's, the serenity prayer normally yeah. it just ends where it ends, but adding the aspect of just for today. Yeah. And sometimes it's just for the next 10 minutes or just mm-hmm. for the next hour. So when mm-hmm. life seems overwhelming, break it down to the present moment. Break it yeah. down to just right now, just to the next minute. And it, it's so funny because even though I do business coaching and life coaching and growth coaching, I worked with clients on stopping smoking. And they're like, uh-huh. oh, I don't think I could do that. And I'm like, well, yeah. could you do it for 10 minutes? Because life is a series of 10 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. I could not agree more. That's a lot of what I teach when it comes to health and fitness too. It's like, well, I don't think I could do that. Okay, well then let's just, let's try, try with one. Can you do one push up? Can you do one squat? Can you do one yoga pose and hold it? Can you give yourself five minutes to just de-stress? Yeah. You know, it's like, and to your point, it's like, that's, that's how, that's how you start building a habit. You know, nobody starts like a hundred percent out of the gate. Yeah, at least you, very few people do. Let's just put it that way. And do you fear that you can't do it or do you fear that it'll be hard? Yeah, good question. Good question. And hard hard is a thought too. Cuz what's hard to you may not be hard to me and vice versa, right? Some of the most miraculous and difficult things that I've ever done in my life, I've put absolutely no conscious energy or very little conscious energy into that. Yeah, and I I'm same. a mother of two children and I think about the aspect that you know, uh, uh, on one hand, we've had eight miscarriages. And on the other hand, we've had two beautiful children. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think, you know, oh, let's let's grow a toe today. Let's grow, you know, yeah. a brain today. Let's, <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I just trusted and unconsciously and naturally organically, what was the most beautiful thing happened. Yeah. And even when we've gotten pregnant and I've stressed myself out worrying about miscarrying, it's like, mm-hmm. how is that, how is that helpful? Yeah. Is that helpful to me? How is that helpful to the being? And so we can do hard things. Yeah, like we were absolutely. designed and made for it. And like you yes. said, yeah, that concept of hard, if you go beyond that of, you know, like, do you think, do you believe truly that you can't do it? Or do you believe that it's hard? And what do you believe would happen if it's hard? Well, I feel, I fear I would fail. Yeah. And it's like, well, well to your how point, do you though, show up in that energy? But to your point, I think there's a lot of people who are fearful if they succeed too, to that, yes. you know, to that. It's like, well, okay, people say, well, I'm afraid I'm not going to follow through. I'm afraid I won't stick with it. I'm afraid that I won't be successful. Okay. All right. That's reasonable. I think that's a, a common fear. But on the but underneath that, you know, are you afraid that if you do stick with it, that you'll be successful? What will your life look like? And what will that ask of you? I really think that that's a much bigger question. Yeah. And a lot of the clients that I work with have a fear from, you know, childhood or some other aspect in their life of being seen. Mm -hmm. 
uh, also our relationship, this is a deep one, but our relationship with money. And mm-hmm. so it's like, yes. we want a million dollars. We want, you know, $10 million, $100 million. However, we have this belief that if we get it, we will lose it. Or yeah. if we get it, then people will think something of us. Yeah. Or if we get it, we'll be less safe or we'll become yeah. bad parents because they have these examples in their life of people who have money that, you Well, know, all you have not... to do is look at lottery winners to see your evidence of that, you know, yeah, because that's really all we hear about. But that's all we yeah. hear about from people who are like, who have some a windfall or something like that happen. All we hear about is what didn't work. That's just the, the nature of how our media is too. And that doesn't help. Yeah. Or on the other side, we see individuals that have a lot of wealth that are public figures and they get attacked in yep. the media. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. So then, then, you know, and we could probably have this conversation another day too, but But then we hear, then there's that, you know, false belief out there among a lot of people that, you know, that, well, money's really the problem. And I'm like, no, it's not money that's the problem. It's what goes with it that's the problem. You know, it could be the thoughts, it could be the the standard of living, the attitude, the plan, whatever. That's the problem. It's not the money. Yeah. Well, just to go along with what I said about time, we made up money too. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's an exchange of energy. It's an exchange of value. And so if you believe that money is the problem, then you probably aren't going to be attracting that money. And what's Mm -hmm. interesting is like, if you go look at a car, a car took X amount to build. That's the actual value of that car. But when you put it out onto, you know, our economic community, we end up creating that value. I, I went and looked at an F-150 Lightning, which is the new um, Ford uh, electric truck. And mm-hmm. they want a hundred grand for those trucks. And yeah. Yeah. I'm like, it, is it in the the person who was talking to me, I was like, well, think about all the gas that you're going to save. Think about, I said, obviously there's people that are believing that this is worth a hundred thousand dollars because yeah. they're, they're selling them. However, you know, is it worth it to me to have a hundred thousand dollar truck and using it for hauling wood and horses and all that kind of stuff. Like I, mm-hmm. to me, I'm going to be definitely afraid of dinging my truck because yeah, it's right. I, I, for me, because I, of the value. Yeah. Because yeah. Of the price I love tag. having, yeah. I love having my 2019 truck, which is still very new and I take yeah. really good care of it. Yeah. And I'm not necessarily as worried about it because I didn't invest all of this money into it. And then yeah. you t- you th- think about investments and, mm-hmm. oh, I worked with this affirmation a couple of years ago about my money works harder than me. Well, if my mm-hmm. money works harder than me and I'm investing it in a $100,000 truck, that's going to decrease by 10% the second that I lose the, yeah. um, leave the yeah the, the second lot, you drop out of the lot yeah right? then yeah. is is that in alignment with my values and with this affirmation of my money works harder than me and so yeah it's it's really for everybody listening like you can simplify it down into what's in alignment with you and mm-hmm. then you kind of get to take a step out of this frame of what nor what's normal and what society and you really take care of yourself in that mm-hmm. aspect. And I have a client that's working with, how can I let it be easy? And so yeah. when they get wrapped up in this, I should be doing this, I should be doing that. Yeah. And then they step into this truth of how can I let it be easy? The next aligned action really just becomes obvious. Absolutely. I could not agree more. I, that's one of my go-to thoughts is, you know, what what can I do to make this easy? Or yeah. what am I doing now that tells me this is easy? You know, what am I not doing now that tells me this is hard? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, 
it's just, it's having that extra time to be really super aware. The self-awareness piece is really big with that. Um, One more question. And I'm just, I I just always love to hear other people's thoughts around this. Why do you think so many people today are struggling with this concept of burnout? You know, whether it be a lack of alignment or a lack of something they believe they should have or a lack of energy or a lack of resources or whatever. I mean, why, why do you think we see such disparity around that concept in general? I think in this present moment, it is a dedication. It takes a lot of dedication and I don't want to say a lot of dedication, but it takes a strong dedication to finding those moments to get quiet and still and reconnect with self and reconnect with your desires. And outside of that, there's a lot of noise. And so how could you not feel like you're not in alignment when you're creating your desires and your reality about what's being fed to you Mm -hmm. um, through the illusion of social media and through the illusion of, of, you know, marketing and or the regular media. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and I have absolutely no judgment. And honestly, like my mom is a really good example of this because she'll find something on TV and she'll save it for me for weeks and then want to show it to me and then show it to me. And I don't have any real, um, you know, desire to get wrapped up in this false character story. And then she gets upset and frustrated because I'm not reacting the way that she wants to. And so at the end of the day, it's like, my truth is I, I, and I have no judgment for people that want to unwind by watching Mm -hmm. TV. That doesn't, that's not an alignment for me. I like to unwind to take in some learnings or go and get quiet or sit on the beach. And so I'm not matching up with her expectations of what she wanted and whatever validation she wanted. And at the end of the day, it's like this TV show created that through her perspectives. And so I think that really when you step out of it and start to question, and when Mm -hmm. I say step out of it, I mean, step out of the day-to-day habits that you've done, like just pick one habit and do something differently. Brush your teeth with a different hand. Yeah, right. It brings more awareness. Mm -hmm. And when you, you can't really stop the burnout cycle without that awareness. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And I just think that that's something that so many people don't really give themselves a chance to do. They want a result quickly. You know, they want to know right away. And instead, it's almost like they're afraid of what they're going to find out. You know, so I just think the more we can remind people and the more we can be that example, I think people, it will probably be received, hopefully be received. And um, yeah. in a lot better way with people. So um, let's say someone out there is listening. You know, well, obviously there are a lot of people listening to this, <laughs> but maybe, but maybe there are people that are thinking, okay, I, you know, this is really lining up for me, but I just don't know where to begin today. What would you tell them? Yeah, I would start with a journaling practice of mm-hmm. a, a couple questions. So mm-hmm. one is, what am I releasing? And the second is, what am I calling in? And the third is not really a question. It's just kind of writing a letter from your future self. Uh, I love doing that. I love doing that. Yeah. And journaling is written meditation. Mm -hmm. And so this is a way to kind of drop out of your logical mind Mm -hmm. and into more of your unconscious desires. Because uh, what research has shown is that we have 5% logical, 5% conscious 
mind that we use and the rest is all unconscious and subconscious. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of wisdom there. Yeah, right. And so for somebody that is, you know, curious about where to get started, my question would be, what can you do in order to create some more awareness? And that's just a quick activity that I like to be able to bring people um, to, to start with that awareness. No, I love that. And I just think that's a concept that that so many people are not even talking about as an option, which, you know, as someone who's been around the health and fitness industry and coaching industry in general for a long time, it's just, it's really surprising to me that we don't hear more about that. Like, okay, well, you know, the self-awareness piece is everything, but Mm -hmm. yet that's what I believe. You know, that's what, Mm -hmm. you know, in part what you believe, but a lot of people don't really believe that. Or if they do, they're not like voicing it and talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Where can people find you, Bunny? The best place to find me is on Instagram and it's Bunny has six legs and six is the number six because I have a service animal and that's the best place to connect with me. And then if you want all the free resources that I have to offer, it's either on bunnyyoung.com or a betterplaceconsulting.com. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Any parting words before we wrap up? I love what the Lorax says in Dr. Seuss's book Uh of unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot, nothing's going to get better. It's not. And the one thing that I would add to what Mr. Lorax said is unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot about you. Oh, I love that. Again, promoting the the self-awareness piece. So I love that. Yeah, it is. Because I can tell you like my parting words would be that you can show up in all the right places with the most amazing and incredible people. And if you don't have those receptors that you've given to yourself to metabolize that, it's really difficult to receive. Yeah. And it's, and it's being in the energy of what it is that you really want to, Mm -hmm. you know, it's being the energetic equivalent, which you know, I think is a missing piece for a lot of people too. You know, they're they're doing instead of focusing on being, right? Yeah. So, and remember, we are human beings. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Energetic beings at that too. So yeah. thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Um, what a great conversation. Thank you. Oh, my absolute pleasure. I hope everybody listening has a wonderful day. Outstanding. So, and if anyone is out there listening is interested in connecting with Bunny, you'll find all of her links in the show notes below. You'll find her Instagram handle as well as her website where you can read about her background, her and some of the freebies that she was talking about. So please feel free to reach out to her um, if you are, you know, feeling called to do that. And if you are an entrepreneur, a coach, a business owner, and you are looking to do something different in your business, please come over and join me in my Innovate and Grow for fitness health. Fitness, health, wellness, and coaching entrepreneurs on Facebook. Um, You know, one of the things that I'm seeing a lot in the business industry in general, and it's not just the health, fitness, and wellness industry, but just across the board, is this, this, um, I don't want to call it like people remaking themselves, but it's finding that edge that really helps you stay relevant. Um, and really we've, I've seen a lot more of this since the pandemic pretty much is over with, or at least in, from the time we went into shutdown until now, um, that a lot of businesses are focusing on different things. It's not that they're not being who they are, but they're focusing on different things as well. These are all things that, um, are part of what makes them unique and different. So, and this are some of the things that we talk about in this community. So I have people from all different areas of the business community in this group with me. So please come over and join me there if you're feeling so inclined and you like to get on the train with us and see 
how we can evolve and stay relevant in the business community today in a post-pandemic world going forward. Um, and before I sign off, I just want to say thank you for all of your support for helping me share my message. Uh, we just celebrated our third birthday back in August, and you know we drop a second episode a week now called the Business Edition, where we strictly talk about business issues, and I talk with other business leaders about their viewpoint on self-care for their business, meaning from a growth perspective. So if that interests you, please make sure that you check that out. That drops on Thursdays. Um, and again, if you always well, you want to send me a message, uh, feel free to drop me a DM. I'm happy to respond to you, or you can reach out to me on email. You can find me on my website, www.theallisonk.com, and you can read about all of the fun and interesting things that we're doing here at CU Fitness. So um, this is Allison Kaskowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You're one step closer to living your ultimate life, so make it a good one.